you're at a crossroads, it's okay. Choose a direction, make a choice, and rinse and repeat, right? (laughs) I think sometimes we make it so fatalistic. Like if I choose this way and I'm wrong, like I'm stuck forever. And that's that's just not true. That's the thing. When we are intimidated by our big vision, when we're afraid to make the wrong choice, when we're not sure whether we're safe to even speak out loud the desires of our hearts, like that's where the hesitation comes in, right? And so when we recognize that sometimes even the quote unquote wrong choices redirect our path and lead us to where we were meant to be all along, right? That then gives us so much more permission and audacity to like take that first step. Welcome to the Swag and Soul Show. A virtual road trip between two entrepreneurs and BFFs who are navigating the uncertainty and possibility of pursuing life off the beaten path. Hi, I'm Christina, a wife, mother, karaoke queen, and a fierce founder with a massive mission to create a more just, equitable, and flourishing world. I guide executives, educators, and entrepreneurs to marry their personal essence with their professional excellence in order to achieve greater freedom, fulfillment, and flow. And I am Yeti, a chief swagger officer and burnout survivor, passionate about reimagining well-being. I am bodacious and loquacious. I love geeking out about empowering C-suite execs, entrepreneurs, and women in leadership to achieve multiple streams of wealth, health, and joy. My superpower is advising superstars on how to rock their swagger to the boardroom and beyond. Together, we are here to be your biz besties and help you navigate this journey from powerhouse pivots to purpose-driven paths. You have the key to unlock limitless possibilities with swag and soul. Where we hashtag manifest your destiny while pursuing your wildest ambitions. Crossroads, Christina. Everybody's got them. Everybody comes to crossroad at a certain point in life where you got to get make a decision. Am I going to go left? Am I going to go right? I remember freshman year in college, me and my roommate, right? We would stay up super late at night, like just like daydreaming about what our majors were going to be. We were like kind of pretty much every week, week by week, we had new ideas, okay? We were like... <laughs> Flipping back and forth, kind of thinking like, I remember I was in the sciences. I was thinking about changing my major to education. She was like, you know, kind of thinking about all all different types of opportunities. I remember calling my parents and being like, this is it, you know, and and both my parents are educators, right? And, yeah. and I would think they would be on board with this. My dad was like, <laughs> they were like, heck no. <laughs> they were like, no, you got to stay in the sciences, you know, like, you know, that's going to be your ticket. They're like, we don't want you to be paupers like us. <laughs> I mean, for them, like, I think like career stability, financial security, yeah. like, you know, for them leaving everything they knew behind, coming to a new country to start a life. Like, I just think they were super risk averse and yes. wanted to bet on the sure thing. And so I don't even know that I allowed myself to dream at that point to like, even like give myself permission to pause in, in that crossroads moment before like saying, I have to know what my next move is. So I'm curious, like your perspective as well. I think for me, 
The second time that I recall that being a big thing was my decision to leave New York was like all of my friends and classmates and former colleagues that thought it was a wild decision to like leave New York and move to Charlotte. But I just knew that like I wanted more. I wanted more space. I wanted more quality of life. I wanted more time. Like, so, so there was a lot of reasons that for me, like I knew that I was like, you know, you can kind of feel like you're outgrowing, Mm. you know, your current like uh, comfort zone and you're now like wanting to like move into new territory. So I'm curious your perspective, what crossroads come up for you when you think about that concept? Well, I think it's funny because my, it's actually preceded my freshman year of college, right? As we were thinking about what schools we would apply to, I actually wound up applying to one school, the University of Albany, which was right down the road for me. And that's because I did actually have a very clear vision of my long-term journey. And that was that I ultimately wanted to be a teacher in Brooklyn. And so I felt like I was going to have to ease my parents because I'm an only child, right? And they're obsessed with me. And I felt like I had to give them it was like a bargaining chip. It was like, I will stay here for the four years that I'm in school. But after that, you don't get to say anything. And then because of some transcript technicalities, I wound up going and living in Korea for a year. So I really gave them a run for their money. And then when I said, okay, I'm going to come back, it's going to be in Brooklyn. I mean, at least I was still in the state and not on the other side of the world. So I felt like, you know, everything was was fair game there. But I think to your point around just those decisions to kind of bet on yourself, even though there was no safety net, like even me going to Korea, in some way similar to you going to North Carolina, it's like, I didn't know anybody there. You didn't know, I mean, I think you had one person that you knew there, but essentially you were going to have to create this whole new life by yourself. But that also gives you that space to dream and envision and then create a plan of attack. So I think the other thing to remember about Crossroads, right, is that you can always turn around, right? (laughs) If something, I think sometimes we make it so fatalistic. Like if I Mm -hmm. choose this way and I'm wrong, like I'm stuck forever. And that's, that's just not true. I love that you use the word bargaining, you know, in that context with your parents. But I think even like bargaining or negotiating with ourselves, right? Like when we're faced with, do I go left or do I go right? And sometimes we can be the toughest negotiators, right? Like the toughest to give ourselves permission to wander, give ourselves permission to desire, give ourselves permission to explore like the options before having a set choice. I think sometimes it leads to almost an analysis paralysis, right? When there is the overabundance of choice, but when there's two clear options, right? Sometimes that also causes us to pause. So if you could reflect back and kind of think about your journey and different crossroads that that you've encountered in life. I'm really curious if you can like walk us through that. What was it that helped you to confront the crossroads head on? Well, I think, you know, post post high school and college, my my biggest crossroads was after my divorce. You know, I'm back on the market. There's a variety of people I could explore relationships with. And I remember thinking, do I want the Barack to my Michelle or do I want the Stedman to my Oprah, right? So my my husband is 
you know, he's blue collar. He's uh, punching at 730. He's out at four. And I wasn't sure if that was aligned to my vision and, and what I what I wanted to do. And so, you know, we took a pause while we were dating and I, you know, dated some other people. So I dated like a Wall Street guy, you know, I talked to a lawyer or whatever. And ultimately I decided I wanted to be Oprah over Michelle because like I loved that my husband, you know, he could turn off work and like be fully present and you know, he would never miss a baseball game or, you know, a recital or whatever it might be. And now one might might argue I've become the husband I never wanted <laughs> because I'm always running around, although I don't miss any baseball games or any recitals. But yeah, like I think when we're at those crossroads, it's like important for us to think about what is the catalyst behind even naming it? A crossroad and like what's our motivation between those choices and for me because my first marriage like my first husband was like perfect on paper you know we were aligned in all the right ways we had like similar backgrounds similar visions and one plus one did not equal two right and so I think it was for me trying to be really intentional about being more open to what possibilities are and not trying to demand a specific outcome, but being open to experiencing life and life lives, right? Like it's meant to have those spontaneous pieces and elements to it. And I love being able to discover what is my true purpose and calling and, you know, ultimate legacy going to be. I don't know if any of this is resonating or if I just sound crazy. No, I mean, it totally resonates. You talk about being open and I think it's about truly being open to possibility. And, you know, at the end of the day, there are no bad choices. There's only options, right? And it's how we evaluate those options and choose a direction, you know, and and set forth on that path. That really is what is the deciding factor, right? Hey, hey, Swagnistas and Solsters. We want to let you know about a very special opportunity to get more connected with finding your way through the chaos of this online jungle and business world. And life as well. As many of you may already know, Christine and I were faced with hard times when the pandemic hit, and we had to find a way to hit back. I was trying to bounce back from a layoff from my dream job as a corporate exec. And after quitting my job as a principal due to my mom's illness and reinventing my career, I found myself on hold with the unemployment office after the pandemic eviscerated my biz down to zero. From having to navigate uncertainty with no playbook to questioning everything about the meaning of success, we know what it's like to try to figure things out to discover what we wanted out of our lives, clarify our purpose, and design a life that worked for us. Which is why we created the Swag and Soul Strategy Sesh for you. And Yeti and I are two friends who are travel buddies on this epic adventure, figuring out work-life harmony together, which has made the journey so much easier and fun. Consider us your besties by your side as you are figuring it all out. Imagine having a human GPS or tag team of trusted advisors to help you navigate finding your way 
through the corporate jungle of leadership. Honestly, we wish we had had this when we started. Exactly. There's so much noise out there. People telling us how to do things their way. So many shoulds and coulds. So many people showing us their highlight reels without sharing their bloopers, outtakes, and heartbreaks along the way to help us see the journey that took them there. You might see me and Christina out in these online streets and think, damn, they're killing the game. And in lots of ways we are, but we also know what it's like to have to reinvent yourself when life did not go according to plan. And we want to help you get to where you want to be by getting in the driver's seat and having the audacity and confidence to lead with your vision and values. Yes, you can enjoy the journey and reimagine your path. If you're like us and want to figure out how to root into your authenticity and authority while winning at work, wealth, and well-being, click the links in the show notes and visit us at swagandsoul.com to book your Swag and Soul strategy sesh. And be prepared to feel guided and supported as you discover that the messiness and unpredictability of leading through uncertainty can be an epic adventure that allows you to create your own roadmap and reach your desired destination. So I think for me, coming out of my layoff was a big crossroads. I had just been laid off from my dream job, was so super bought into like the whole idea of climbing a corporate ladder and like, you give me a gold star, I'm, I'm going for it, okay? <laughs> but when you're in this space, I remember my mom said when she came to the US, she had two dresses, right? Two dresses in her closet. And she would say, you and your sisters have so many dresses to wear in the closet. This wasn't about style. This was about options, Yeah, right? The fact that like she had a limited set of options and now we just one generation later had an abundance of options to choose from in terms of making decisions over our lives. And I I think at times that freedom can be intimidating. You know, like I found myself in many ways, like intimidated by the bigness of my vision, you know, like to actually say it out loud, to speak it out loud, to trust in it, and then have the courage to take the steps. I was almost overwhelming, right? When I had been a person that was on a very specific path up until that point. And I remember going to events like cocktail mixers and things like that. I went with a friend, um, we were hanging out and somebody came up and you know how people are. Whenever you meet new people, the first thing they say is, what do you do? Right. And this was causing me a lot of anxiety, right? Like, because it was like, I do not know what I'm doing. I do not know what it is that I do. I, I do. I don't have an answer for this question. And so it was causing me like a lot of trepidation when I was going to these things. I had just moved to a new city and I had to make new friends. And it was like, I didn't have an answer to that very basic question. What do you do? And I remember saying, right, when I was asked this question, I remember responding and saying, I'm still figuring things out. And I remember my friend like gasp, you know, like the whole like clutch the pearls moment. How could you say that? How could you say you're figuring it out? And Yeti, like you went to Brown undergrad, you have an MBA in strategy. You're the person who people go to, to figure things out. How can you say that you are just figuring things out? You know? And I remember in that moment, I was like, I'm being honest. This is my truth. This is 
where I'm at, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And as much as in that moment, I like had bolstered up the courage to just be, have that candor and, and speak my truth. I remember when it came to updating my LinkedIn profile and it was like, I was like, do I don't, I do, I don't. And I left it for the longest time, like after the layoff, I just kind of left my old title up there. Cause I was like, you know, I'm going to land a new job soon. Like, it'll be fine. Like, I'll just like, you know, when people ask you, what about this gap in your resume? Like, I was like, I'll, I'll have an answer for that. I launched a nonprofit. I was doing all the things. And I remember when it came to the point to update and I just like left it blank. I said nothing. And yet he does nothing. So not even I'm figuring it out. I'm doing nothing. Okay. Like, and I remember making that change, like just like closing off the last title and leaving that blank space, that white space. And nothing happened. The world didn't end. Like I did not fall apart. Things moved on. In fact, I feel like I made more meaningful connections, deeper yeah. relationships when I didn't have a job title than when I actually had one. And this was the moment where I realized like, I get to be me. I get to be, and Yeti, I get to be a human being and share like what lights me up, what I'm passionate about, what sparks joy for me, why, like my purpose on this earth, not just what do I do or what my title is. It got me more curious, even when I started connecting with people. And so I think that the the moment in that crossroads, like of me giving myself permission to like pause in deciding that next move, like really allowed me to come to grips with and recognize and honor my own voice, really. You bringing that up actually reminded me not too long ago, LinkedIn changed. um, They had stay-at-home mom as a new or stay-at-home parent as like a title, right? And I know that so many new moms feel like they're at a crossroads of well, if I stay home to care for my child, does that make it seem like I'm not ambitious or I'm not a go-getter anymore? And for those who didn't even want to think about staying at home because they already had a vision and were on a trajectory and, and were eager to continue that, feeling some trepidation around would they be judged for that? Would they look like they were you know, a bad mom for not wanting to stay home? And I think it's like really important, again, to give yourself grace and to not be influenced or shaped by other people's opinions, because really other people's opinions, they don't pay your bills. They don't hug and kiss you at night. <laughs> like, right? like, these are choices that you have to make yourself. And I think when it comes to making choices, right, it's about just seeing it through, seeing what happens. Because- In the example of a a working mom or a new mom who decides to go back to the office, if something is tugging on her heartstrings to be back home, guess what? She can resign and go back home. On the flip side, if somebody says, well, you know, I kind of feel like I should at least try to stay home with my baby for the first year and like three months in, they're like, I'm out. (laughs) they can decide to go back into the workforce, right? It's about understanding that your choice doesn't have to last forever, but you do have to make a choice, right? Because you don't want to get into that analysis paralysis. And oftentimes what we fear, I I think I read some statistic that said 99.7% of what we fear never actually happens. So you're literally wasting all of this mental energy 
on something that's not even going to happen. So why not just make the choice, do it, and see what happens? Okay, so I know I know why people don't just make the choice. It's because they're afraid of making the wrong choice, right? right? If you believe that there's only one right choice, then you're afraid, you're fearful of making the wrong choice. I know that I believed that, you know, I had to you know, fast forward to 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road and know that the choice I was making right now was going to lead to that versus just giving myself permission to play a little bit. You know, that, that idea of like a gap year. Yeah. Where you like, before you go to college, you take a year, you discover yourself, you explore. I never had that. So like after the layoff, that was my gap, right? Like that was my opportunity in that space, in that moment in between to, experiment and to test and to learn and to play and to be creative. And I know that I was worried about making the wrong choice. Like I remember working with an executive coach, right. And thinking like, you know, I've got to fix this. I've got to fix this. Like I need to get a job. I need to, you know, my worst fear was losing my job. And I remember saying one day, like, what if there's nothing to be fixed? What if there is literally nothing to be fixed? And I remember that day just exhaling, you know, and settling down and calming down and knowing like, because there was no right fire to put out, now I could think more strategically about what I wanted my next move to be. That freed me up to maybe create like a filter, right? A a way to prioritize and evaluate opportunities that were coming my way to see, does this align to my values? Is this a match where I see myself going? Like, I think when you're great at what you do, right, there are going to be things that come across to your desk. There are going to be opportunities and possibilities emerging. And we forget sometimes that we have the ability to choose. Yeah. Even in that context of the crossroads, we have the ability to choose. We're so wired to want to have that, like, pick me energy, right? Oh, yeah. This is the space I was in when applying for jobs. Like, you want to get picked. You want to get selected. But then we don't actually bear the responsibility of, picking ourselves, right? And choosing opportunities that align with our values. A hundred percent. And I feel like that that lesson gets learned very quickly in entrepreneurship (laughs) because I will tell you not all money is good money. And in the beginning, right, I just wanted to take whatever I could get because I needed the money, right? And then you start to realize you don't have to only work with somebody because they're willing to pay you. You can actually decide and determine who is my soul aligned client, speak to them, engage with them, and get hired by them. And then your life has a different rhythm to it, has a different energy to it. I know that in the crossroads, when my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, you know, I've got my two year old at home. And I made this, you know, do I try to do the impossible and be in seven places at the same time? Or do I walk away, start my own consulting company? I had to come to that realization of like, this could all go really left. But then I remembered, well, I could always go back to a, you know, traditional education job if that were to be the case. I could always downsize my home, sell our house and buy a, a smaller house so that our cost of living was was less. There were so many different options, right? And then even as the business evolved and I could work with this 
kind of client or I could work with that kind of client, I was able to make decisions that were aligned to my values, that were aligned to my vision, and that were aligned to my voice, right? So I just want us to kind of reaffirm to all of you out there that if you're at a crossroads, it's okay. Choose a direction, you know, make a choice and rinse and repeat, right? (laughs) Totally, totally. And I love that last part of what you said about align to my voice, because I think that's the thing when we are intimidated by our big vision, when we're afraid to make the wrong choice, when we're not sure whether we're safe to even speak out loud the desires of our hearts. Like that's where the hesitation comes in, right? And so when we recognize that sometimes even the quote unquote wrong choices redirect our path and lead us to where we were meant to be all along, right? That then gives us so much more permission and audacity to like take that first step. It's it's where we hold ourselves back. It's where we doubt and question that I think that's where the hesitation comes up so many times. So we want to hear from you all today. What big decisions are on the horizon for you? What crossroads are you experiencing at this very moment? And as you reflect, maybe put that down in your journal. You can share it in the comment of our YouTube video. What scares you about that decision? What excites you, right? What's making butterflies in your stomach, right? What's that moment of dread? Like helping you to really tune in to not just the logical, rational mind of like making good decisions, but also the body, right? To like allow for and to listen and honor what are you being pulled to, called to do, right? What is it that you want to do, right? Where is there alignment between all of those things to make sure that you're aligning your vision your values, and your voice. Yes, and what would you do if you weren't afraid, right? Asking yourself that question. Or what decision or action could you take right now that would lead to an expansion of new possibilities? These are all yummy questions with yummy answers. We want you to think about them and we want you to share them. Love that so much. So thank you all for joining us and we can't wait to catch you out here in these streets. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I enjoyed chatting with my in-real-life bestie and my virtual biz besties today. As did I. We trust you had a blast on this joyride with us. We want you to help spread the word that life's journey is much sweeter with a little more swag and soul. You can help us do this by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more ears and spread the positivity, helping more swagnistas and soulsters reach greatness. Don't forget to visit swagandsoul.com to book your Swag and Soul strategy sesh. We definitely wish we had something like this when we started. Until next time, remember, you have the key to unlock limitless possibilities with swag and soul where we hashtag manifest your destiny while pursuing your wildest ambitions.